Brian Malinsky, and today we have our Director of Content and Curriculum, Carol Malinsky, with us. And we are uh, going to be going over one of our uh, implementation guide booklets titled The Power of a Story. So, good morning, Carol. Good morning. How are you? And so do you have a story for us today, an (laughs) SLI story? Sure. Let's start off with a story. This is one that I is not told in the book and uh, one that is you know very near and dear to me and this has to do with how I began really my journey into servant leadership and that happened um, many years ago like pro- close to 20 um, I had the opportunity to uh, look for a job nearer to my home than when I was working and so as I was um, contemplating that change and driving home one night on a very long commute, I have realized that I had the opportunity to go in two directions. I could go to work for a company where I would make a lot of money, um, or I could go to work for a small manufacturing company in Escondido, California called Daytron World Communications. Didn't pay as much but it would allow me to be a lot closer to home. And at the time, the young man sitting across from me in the studio today, my son, Brian Malinsky, was very young, about seven. And so I knew I needed to be more available for him. So I ended up taking the job for less money because I knew, I felt in my being that that was the right thing to do. What I didn't know at the time was that that would begin a journey for me um, into seeing Daytron change from a very, very toxic place to work to being a servant-led organization and achieving just phenomenal success in uh, what it was doing. And it gave me the opportunity to uh, grow as a um, person in the materials field. And later, as I learned about servant leadership, became a servant leader, um, and really fell in love with that whole concept, um, I had the opportunity to become part of the Servant Leadership Institute. And so it's a great example, I think, of you know, that story is a great example of how you can truly move in your career to a place that brings you great fulfillment when you work for servant leaders um, who have that ability to look and see things in you um, perhaps different than what you were originally doing. Mm -hmm. So that's really, there's of course a lot more detail to that story, but I think it's a good illustration of incorporating, you know, what servant leadership can do in your life Mm-hmm. And um, just that ability to um, to make those kind of tra- transitions in your career is um, something that uh, goes right along hand in hand with servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and 
so you know this whole conversation that we're we're developing right now is is on the subject of story and how uh, really prevalent it is through our whole existence really right um, right and whether it's uh, current day and you're looking at things like you know movies how popular movies how popular um, storytelling is in in so many different mediums whether it is film whether it is music whether it is um, just general conversation it's a great way of conveying information and allowing uh, the person that's receiving it to really be able to hold on to the info right. in in a new and different way and this is something that's not new at all <laughs> this is how you know um, uh, knowledge has been passed down over you know uh, over mankind's history really right, right the cool thing you know I think about about that and what, what we're really trying to accomplish through this booklet and through what we're talking about today is something as ingrained in us as story. Mm -hmm. If you really think about it, you can use it as a leadership tool mm -hmm. in various ways. In the booklet, I talk about using stories for um, to build identity, mm -hmm. to illustrate um, proper behavior as an employee and also for inspiration naturally mm -hmm. is a big part of it so I think I'd, you know, I'd really um, I'd like to explore those areas today mm -hmm. to really suggest to people that they need to start paying attention to those stories in their organizations and really using them as tools to make the work environment richer Mm -hmm. and and more successful quite frankly yeah definitely yeah something that be, may have looked like uh, you know uh, waste of time wasted time just trying to not uh, you know do the work at hand but just chitty chat or talk about the weekend mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. anything like that um, those are those are possibilities to use those as tools right, right. to to um, you know, perpetuate and to reiterate to your people the values of an organization and whatnot as right, well. Right. So. so if we look at, for example, if we just start and we look at building identity, you know, you might say to yourself, well, well you know, how, do, how can that help you in the business world, in the business sense to accomplish your goals? If we, and we do do this exercise in our servant leadership training, we ask employees to think of a story in their life that illustrates a time when they were particularly proud of something that they did. Mm. And to share those stories. You might do this like in a, um, uh, with three people where one person tells the story, the other two listen. And then what they do is they point out to the person telling the story what are the strengths that they could see in that person through the story? Mm. It might be perseverance. It might be demonstrating courage. Mm -hmm. um, different qualities that come through in that story. And that really does a couple of things. It helps that storyteller to say, wow, you know, to feel good about themselves, to realize that, hey, maybe I have a strength here that I wasn't aware of. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or something, a value that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. And it could very well, um, you know, facilitate what they might do career-wise. 
once they know those qualities about themselves. Oh, okay, I get you. Yeah, so it's it's a really um, important important exercise. Yeah, definitely. I remember going into uh, doing those exercises when I went into the servant leadership mm-hmm. training, um, and it was it was a it was tremendous because. Um, like you're saying, I, I ended up having, I ended up explaining, I, I think, three different stories, um, and the person that was listening had to give uh, their opinion of uh, and their takeaways on what traits they saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of it, I had like just this laundry list, and it was a tremendous ego boost for me. You know, <laughs> right. um, for one, being a person who just got into a new organization. Um, a new hire Mm -hmm. Uh, and me being a younger individual within that organization I now had this you know this like I said laundry list of about 15 different character traits um, that uh, I took pride in you know because they were all positive and they were things that I could in in the past maybe I would have identified myself that way but a lot of them I I wouldn't really have uh, labeled myself as um, whether it was my own timidness Mm -hmm. you know or my own uh, my own interpretation of what that particular characteristic meant to me Um, to hear it from someone else makes you have a completely different uh, perspective on the situation and for something, you're living that story. You know, you have lived that story. So it may be um, more or less impactful to you than it was to the person that's, that's hearing it for the first time. But to have them react to it mm-hmm. um, is really, really powerful. And it's a great strategy. Yeah. So just to kind of reiterate and to put some practicality behind that, you know, you might want to take some time to write down one of your stories and describe it vividly and include how you felt about your experiences. Then leave it alone for a couple days. Mm. Go away from it. And then come back and review it. See if you have anything that you'd like to modify. And what you're looking for is what you can learn about yourself from that story and from the feelings that it elicits in you. and then, you know, look at it from a servant leader's perspective. Is there anything within that story that might affect or make you want to change your leadership? Mm. So it's, it's some steps you can take to really um, use the power of a story mm-hmm. in a very, um, very practical, practical way. Now, another thing that we obviously can use stories for is to show our employees to model for them what is what we want them to do mm-hmm. rather than what we don't want them to do. In other words, put some importance on the positivity, on the positive side. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll just share a little bit about one of our clients is uh, Kindred Healthcare Systems, which is a huge healthcare organization in the United States. Something like 160,000 employees. And at the time when they were, um, a few years ago they decided to refresh their values and um, part of that included 
getting servant leadership training. And they started this as a pilot program at three hospitals uh, down in Texas. And I had the privilege of interviewing um, the lady who was overseeing this program. And one of the things that she did was she started to um, give out bracelets to employees that displayed certain positive, you know, serving behaviors. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, this particular story that she tells is of a young nurse who had a patient and that person was in pretty serious condition. And so she took, and in a great deal of pain, and it was very hard to, to um, uh, what do you, I don't know what the word is, to get that pain on a manageable level. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she took her cell phone, her own personal cell phone, mm-hmm. wrapped it in a biohazard bag, and taped it to this person's hospital bed so that they could listen to music mm-hmm. and help in this pain management way to distract this person from, from you know, who was so uncomfortable. She got a bracelet for doing that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the woman who did this program said that what would happen is now she had these employees that when they did something positive like that they got a bracelet for it and it caused conversation among all the employees and a resharing of the story mm-hmm. another example um, that they talk about another story is um, there was a gentleman who was in again in very very bad condition in one of their rehabilitation hospitals and his daughter was going to be married. And he was, you know, just really concerned that um, he was not going to be able to be at her wedding, dance at her wedding, give her away. So the nurses there started a program where they would, um, first they asked for the shoes that he would be wearing at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And the family brought those in, and so every day he could look at the shoes. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, different different steps they took, right, mm-hmm. until they could get this gentleman to where he could be, um, you know, ready for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Now, as it turned out, he couldn't leave the hospital for the wedding. Uh. But they had the ceremony in the hospital. <laughs> oh, wow. And he was able to attend his daughter's wedding. Oh, so that's, that's a great. story that will stay with that organization forever. Oh, definitely. You know, it not doesn't matter after the people may leave and go on to other careers. It won't matter. The story will mm-hmm. leave, will be left behind. And what it models is this is the behavior. This behavior that was displayed is our expectation. It is what we're striving for. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and it's a very clear illustration of that. Without somebody coming along and saying, you know, don't do this. Mm-hmm. You're saying, here's an example, a living, breathing example of the behavior we want you to display. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and it, it brings everybody together, uh, mm-hmm. obviously. And I, I, I just love that um, that trait of, or or, or that uh, strategy rather, of deciding to use illustration within a story. 
uh, rather than um, just listing out your demands right. um, uh, to to your subordinates, you know, yeah. um, and and uh, it's a very uh, dehumanizing thing again going back to the humanistic aspect of treating everyone as equals, building good relationships, building great solid bonds. And then it also allows for vulnerability to happen as well, right? Um, so, uh, and, and it just plants in your head, you know, this, this action. So it's, it's, right. it's an example of this. Instead of just having it written down and saying, okay, here's five things that you need to make sure that you memorize. <laughs> Instead of memorizing them, um, which is almost like a homework assignment, um, they now have uh, pictures in their head. They have this particular situation that they can always go back to and say, oh yeah, the wedding, the ceremony that was in the hospital, that's what, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, or yeah. let's recreate moments like that. Yes, exactly. In what we're doing. Exactly. Um, the story I discovered can can also be used um, to bring hope and bring optimism when there are hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, had an incident where um, some some years ago where I I was uh, leading a group and um, I could not understand why they were feeling so negative. Um, it was kind of a hard, hard time going on. We were, you know, things weren't going great from a business standpoint. But I had seen the company go through, and by the company I mean Daytron World Communications. We had gone through hard times before. Every company does. And we had come through them. Mm-hmm. But some of my team just seemed down and negative and I didn't really understand why and I actually expressed this to one of the employees one day I said you know I I don't understand you know why you know I get this negative vibe going on and he shared something very interesting with me he said there's never been a time since I've come to work here where I have not been busy super busy Mm. when I have not worked overtime you know every single week (laughs) and now you know things are different we aren't as busy Mm -hmm. and you know it hit me like a ton of bricks I realized that he did not have the perspective that I had yeah oh yeah because he hadn't worked there that long Mm -hmm. so I learned a really important lesson which is Maybe what I should have been doing is doing more communicating through stories mm-hmm. of, you know, um, this concept of things were tough, but we rose above it, and we conquered it, mm-hmm. and we were successful. Mm-hmm. So stories to illustrate that we had had bad times in the past and that we had the ability to write them out, to persevere, mm-hmm. As I like to say, you know, illustrations of grit. Mm -hmm. And I could have used that. So it really um, didn't help me so much then because it was (laughs) just a learning experience. But Mm -hmm. I did 
I did tell a couple of people that story, other other leaders, so that you know, in hopes that it would add value to them um, as far as dealing with their teams was mm -hmm. concerned. Well, I think it's it's a you know valid to say that stories stories really really help establish your reality as mm -hmm. well. You know, so for that you know, for that newer employee that was in that organization and when something strange happened that he wasn't used to, he or she wasn't used to, um, for you that wasn't, you know, too much of a rock in the boat, right, you know? Right, um, But for him, I, I, his reality was what he, what he knew at the time, mm -hmm. is what you're saying. Yeah. So I think that that's, you know, a, a tremendous takeaway as well, is just making sure that, you know, you understand the importance of stories by by illustrating out what the tr what the really real reality is of, of your organization, how strong your organization is, um, how resilient your organization is, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, and then ultimately, of course, we this this seems kind of automatic, which is because it's so prevalent in our world. Is the story is inspiration? Yes. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, there's probably nothing more inspiring for me, anyway, um, in my looking back over my career and so forth, than the Daytron Charitable Fund. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who may not know, um, Daytron has a charitable fund. And over the years since it, it uh, was founded, there there have been grants worth about $15 million distributed um, to organizations in the United States and out of the United States. The thing that makes it different is that the people who decide where the money goes are the employees of Daytron World Communications. No one else can apply for a grant for that money. So the money comes from the operating profits of the company and it is granted through the employees of the company. So every employee has the ability to uh, request a grant and um, I, know, I can't think of a better way to uh, inspire people to find meaning and purpose in the work they do mm -hmm. than something like this charitable fund. Mm -hmm where they're empowered um, to grant things, everything from you know like new uniforms for the, their children's soccer team to uh, wheelchair ministries in Africa. Um, it's just been phenomenal over the years. We had a, um, a grant very early on to an elementary school and uh, Art loves, Art Barter loves to tell this story. And um, mm -hmm. And it's a great story. And the field trip, we financed a field trip for them to San Francisco where they would go on, um, they would drive up there in a bus and go on a sailing ship mm -hmm. out in the bay. And the interesting thing was when we got, we got letters like you can't believe from the classes of children, right, mm -hmm. when they got back. And 
what we heard time and time again was the thing that they loved the most was the bus ride. (laughs) It wasn't the the sailing experience. Uh, They had kids get sick, of course. Um, But interestingly enough, a few weeks after the kids got back, when we heard from the teachers, what they shared was that children who prior to the trip were withdrawn, didn't contribute very much, all of a sudden it was like they blossomed because they had this experience. Um, I'm sure some of them had probably never been away from home before. And uh, they just had started you know, contributing in class, being more involved, and that to me, you know, that and many other stories um, are just super inspirational. And mm-hmm. really, like I say, when you're doing a job that may be very monotonous um, and you think to yourself, how can this, you know, what, what does this mean in the overall scheme of things? And then you look at the walls of this place and see letter after letter after letter from all kinds of people about what those funds have done for them. Um, it's impossible to not be inspired and to not feel that what you're doing is important. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that's the inspirational part of the stories. Yeah. And, um, you know, story can just be used as a, an absolutely fabulous, fabulous tool. And I think we overlook it because it's such a, it's so much in the fabric of our lives. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and you know what what's what has perplexed me is because of of how, you know, ingrained it is in in our daily lives, why it's not so prevalent within business. And you know, when you're when you're dealing with a business that only wants to be talking about numbers mm-hmm. or only wants to show uh, show inspiration through pie charts and stats and things like that and things um, that I mean people will definitely get excited you know if if those if you know those percentages are going up and up and up Um, but um, stories of impact stories of um, people's lives being changed due to the operating profits of your organization Um, and lives being changed of the lives that are being changed outside of your organization is 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 tremendously inspiring because it doesn't you don't see the reach every single day that an organization has the potential of having Um, that's why art barter's always um, been such a advocate for if you're an organization make sure that you're talking to your community make sure that you feel a part of your community because you being a successful business in a particular city that is something that the city wants to take pride in as well mm-hmm. um, and you and, and there's so many opportunities out there to impact your community um, so yeah that's just amazing for sure I did want to go over into an, uh, a particular section in our booklet because we have outlined in here um, a blog that um, was uh, 
from Forbes magazine, um, and it's entitled How to Use Storytelling as a Leadership Tool. And so there's, there's six areas that they list out, and I just wanted to go over real quickly with you and um, see if you wanted to expand on any of them or if we can just kind of, uh, you know, use these as, as we go into, um, into our daily work lives. So first one is look for the stories in your company. Pay attention to what is happening around you. This will cause you to be present with people that work with you and not to, not so focused on being in your own office. Mm. So that's really important. It actually makes you have eagle eyes to see what everybody else is doing, you right. know, in a, in a great way. Right. Um, and, and if I can just add to that, you know, one of the things that we strongly, that we start talking about initially when we're first talking to people about servant leadership and, and using servant leadership, implementing it in your organization, we tell people, get out of your office. <laughs> <laughs> Start to build relationship. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got an eye out for the stories in your mm -hmm. organization, you will build relationship. Um, and there is, you know, I'm not, please don't misunderstand me. I don't mean for people to go out of their office and get involved in everybody's business mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. But to show concern and to build bridges. I mean, when we first started, before servant leadership was a part of our culture, before SLI was even created, we had people who would walk down the hall, pass one another, and not even say hello. Mm-hmm. And we got feedback from employees saying, well, so-and-so doesn't even say hi to me. <laughs> yeah. That's just not the kind of organization where you're going to have effective leadership mm -hmm. or where you're going to have um, great product, great sales, great achievements. Mm -hmm. You know, what we're looking for here is people that are willing to step outside that little comfort zone Mm -hmm. and build great synergy with one another. Mm -hmm. And, you know, looking for those stories will facilitate that. Oh, definitely. 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 And so the second thing that Forbes is outlining here in, in, um, in how to use storytelling as a servant leadership tool is think about the context of these stories. Um, is it going to make sense when you tell it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. that's really important. Yeah. Um, so that actually goes back to what you were talking about, about writing out these stories, how a good strategy that is. And then to also give yourself some time, mm -hmm. um, you know, go away from that story for a day or two and then come back to it and say, okay, what can I pull out of this? What can I tell people and what can I relay? What message can I relay to others that is actually going to make an impact rather than, this was really important to me. Right. If it doesn't translate that same way to anyone else, then you may need to work on that story a little bit more. Right. Right. Another thing that's super important with that is make sure that if you're going to tell a story mm -hmm. about something that you know is happening with somebody else, make sure you have their permission oh, to do that. Oh, definitely. And because, you know, 
What's the difference between telling story and gossip? Okay. Exactly. There's a real thin line there. And so you've got to have people's permission to be able to communicate that story. Mm-hmm. In some cases, um, they may not be comfortable, but if you ask, hey, if, can I change the names in the story, would that be okay? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there may be other things that you need to modify. Mm-hmm. Um particularly if you're using that story within your own, own organization. So yeah. just be really careful about that. Oh, definitely. It always really goes, alienate people. Exactly. It always ends up going back to great communication mm-hmm. and making sure that everybody is on board. Um, and, and, you right. know, if, you, if you're going to have a great story about how, you know, somebody is impacting that particular department and you're doing that in front of a group of people, yeah. <laughs> make sure that the, the people that are involved in that story yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And so number three that Forbes outlines is appeal to the emotion of the story. This does not have to be contrived. Just don't forget the emotional element. It's not wrong to show emotion in business. Now, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty amazing that they would say that because it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's leading with your heart, right? Right. And it's showing that, um, that impact impacts people emotionally as well as financially as well as any other way so yeah i think that's a great key is leave the emotion in those stories or pull pull out from the emotion a little bit more if you if you if you think that the story is particularly dry or you know right. only about profits or something like that right. Yeah, I think I think here because I am a very um, emotional person, and this particular subject, this world of servant leadership, means so much to me. Um, there's a line there between showing emotion for me, and feeling so much emotion that you can't communicate. Mm-hmm. And what you got to find is that balance. Yes. So keep the emotion there. Don't be afraid if you choke up a little bit. Uh-huh. It's okay. The world is not going to think you're hor- you're weak or horrible or, you know, um, somehow less than if you show your emotion. Mm-hmm. But just make sure you can clearly communicate. Oh, yeah. If you completely not- break down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not going to help anybody. <laughs> Especially if you have them wrapped exactly. in attention. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to yeah. cut it short. Exactly. Okay, so number four would be remember your audience, which is really important. Be aware of the mix of your group and use appropriate language so there is understanding. So that can mean a lot of different things, but, but language is really, really key when you're dealing with, for one, multicultural organizations. Exactly. Um, we, we actually do bring that up in this book in a couple different areas is that some of these organizations, a lot of organizations these days have, have people from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different generations all working together. So make sure that that story is impactful for everybody that's involved so that everybody can have a takeaway. Everybody can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really important too. Um, number five is, um, Use a narrative style of, uh, appropriate for your business. Um, be concise and to the point. So this is more of just a you know a style um, uh, advisory mm-hmm. here of just make sure that you're you're 
you have takeaway points make sure that you're not rambling make sure that again it's this story isn't about you um, it, it's about your experience but you're actually showcasing why this can benefit everybody who's listening to you yeah I think at the you know it would be very effective if you're gonna share that story maybe when you get to the end of the story it's you know you know what is it that we can learn from this story today exactly. take right points. Yeah. and then have maybe two two three takeaways yeah um, that way you're really using the story as a tool to exactly. teach and um, and that's important I think you'll be more effective that way and then um, finally include an unexpected result in the story if you can so again this is just this, uh, one, another suggestion by Forbes mm -hmm. to to make a story a little less predictable mm -hmm. um, but it's always good to have that little you know sizzle at the end yeah. of something that's yeah. unexpected that that people can can um, you know rem remember it a whole lot more you know it was surprising it was a it was that twist at the end of the movie that nobody really knew about so um, a lot of those were were just suggestions of how to probably um, be a good storyteller within your organization and use story as a, as a, a tool for your leadership so as we conclude here when, in your opinion, Carol, would it be a great time to include story? Do we need to do we need to have separation times where story is an appropriate time, and when story may not be, uh, you know, a, a time, a, a good time and a place to you know expand or talk about stories um, with each other? Well, I really think, um, you know, as a leader, it, it will depend on what it is you're trying to communicate. You may not, um, you know, you may not feel that it's appropriate in certain settings to go into a story. You know, mm -hmm. well, now let me tell you a story, boys and girls. Exactly. You know, and they've just heard some, you know, you've just communicated some very, you know, negative news that they need to know about. Um, but for the most part, um, I think, you know, many, many settings are appropriate to tell a story, especially if it's a story that is um, one of encouragement or you know maybe it's one that's not so great mm -hmm. like you know a, a shipment that went out to somebody and you know to a customer and they tell a story because there was something wrong with the shipment i mean you could use that mm -hmm. as well definitely um but i think more than anything else it's you know it's it's looking for if you know you're going to be communicating to your group um, you know, to ask yourself the question, would a story be helpful here? Mm -hmm. Would a story illustrate what it is I'm really trying to say or get across to people? Mm -hmm. Do they need encouragement? So is there a story I can tell them that would give them that encouragement? Mm -hmm. You know, is there a story that tells them, that reinforces to them, who they are mm -hmm. in the context of the organization and how important they are. 
Definitely. So, you know, it's all a matter of, for the leader, I believe, taking that time to reflect. A few minutes, not a lot, to just say, you know, is there a story in our in our world of stories in the mm-hmm, company, mm-hmm. is there a story that would be appropriate mm-hmm. to use here? Um, when Art Barter goes out and speaks to clients and does presentations for them, he always has stories woven through his presentation for people mm-hmm. so that they can understand the principles, the behaviors, um, really the purpose of what we're trying to do mm-hmm. and I and, and he's a great great storyteller that's really um, one of his wonderful gifts is to be able to tell those stories so there's a whole I, I just think it's a very underused mm-hmm. um, thing oh yeah you definitely. Know, is storytelling because we just think it's I don't know I think we look at it and we don't think about it we think it's Maybe it's that it's so much a part of our lives that we don't see it as as a tool that we can use. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd also say that, I mean, for leaders, I would challenge you to, for one, um, really examine yourselves, examine your organization, and ask yourself, for one, how many stories do I have about this place? Um, And how often are we talking about our stories Mm -hmm. to our people Mm -hmm. um, with with one another and then if those if you if you can assess that and those numbers are low start to ask you ask yourself questions of how vulnerable am I being with my people because a certain amount of vulnerability is needed to be able to express your stories Um, and then also I think you already brought this up, but how much time am I giving myself for personal reflection? How, how often am, am I able to, in, within my position, be able to look around at my organization and ask myself, how are we doing and what has happened today? What has happened this week? And what takeaways can I have? And how can I assemble this into possibly a story? A story of success that can motivate people um, or a story that I can, that I can implement our values mm-hmm. and, and and have illustrations to teach people yeah. am I teaching people with my stories and then you know uh, is is are these stories being um, an opportunity to inspire and engage with my people so um, I think that those are great so yeah. so to, to wrap it up do you have any any uh, you know, suggestions for leaders as well about, you know, how they can, uh, you know, be integrating story into their, into their uh, leadership style? Yeah, actually, I, I do, um, Brian, that occurred to me actually as we were talking today, and that is, you know, start very small. We do something here um, when we have monthly employee um, meetings, what we call monthly celebrations, where we celebrate birthdays and things like that. And mm-hmm. we always ask for a servant leadership story at the beginning of those meetings. Yeah, and this is with the whole company. Right. right? This is this is with the whole company. So but I'm thinking, you know, if you have a department, a group, and you have a weekly meeting where you get together, um, why not ask for, you know, a story from your team? Like 
you know, anything that stood out, you know, any situations that stood out in your mind this week mm-hmm. where we displayed um, serving first, for example, which mm-hmm. is one of our servant leadership behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, can anybody think of a way that somebody served first? And you'll hear stories, you'll be, once they get comfortable with this, so be prepared to contribute yourself first oh, to kind of model it for them. But then you'll start hearing things like, well, I had a flat tire this week, and I went to ask Joe um, for a tire iron because I didn't have one, and by the time I got back to my car out in the parking lot, two other employees had changed my tire for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a story that was shared one week, one month. And, you know, so you'll start hearing these things that are, that are phenomenal mm-hmm. that you don't even know are going on. No, definitely. So that's a, that's a way that you can start very small mm-hmm. to collect these stories. And don't be discouraged if everybody looks at you the first time and, like, with this blank look on their face. Mm-hmm. It's only because they're intimidated mm-hmm. to talk in front of one another probably. Mm-hmm. But keep at it and be prepared to give them examples even if you have to make something up. And <laughs> <laughs> and pretty soon they'll they'll jump on the bandwagon. Definitely. You, know, you can even, you know, go in with a bag of Hershey's chocolates and <laughs> give them a little incentive. Bribe them a little bit. Yeah. We like, <laughs> we like food bribery. That's awesome. Well, if you liked this uh, podcast, we would um, love for you to not only implement this within your organization, but to also tell us about it. Mm -hmm. We want to hear your stories now. Mm. So from here, um, we would love you to to go out and start integrating this this process within your organization and then email us. We have an email address of info at Servant Leadership Institute. And just write us a little testimonial of how you incorporating stories into your organization is, is, um, is working out. Um, we would love to hear from you. Um, if you end up getting this booklet, you can get this booklet. It's very easy to get it on our, on our store um, online. And um, this is going to be a real short read, and you can just end up looking at it and, and, uh, and taking great great things from it but within it this is just chock full of testimonials of stories of people's stories um, and we hope that these inspire you so again thank you carol for sitting down with us and and going through this booklet and um, we will talk soon on another podcast so thank you very much thank you We hope you enjoyed this episode, and for more information on the Servant Leadership Institute, visit us on our website. That's www.servantleadershipinstitute.com. And registration is now open for our 2018 Servant Leadership Conference titled Shift into Drive. On stage, we have the pleasure of having presentations by our founder, Art Barter, as well as Mark Miller, VP of Training and Development for Chick-fil-A. Returning from last year, we have Vicki Clark, and also Ken Blanchard, with more speakers to be announced soon. The conference will be held at the Marriott Marquis in San Diego, California, February 19th and 20th, with a complimentary networking event February 18th. And you can also subscribe now to receive our weekly tips by going onto our website. 
These are great short tips that are intended to challenge and motivate you while you are going through your servant leadership journey. And finally, we would love you to grab a copy of our latest publication, The Servant Leadership Journal, written by SLI founder and CEO Art Barter. This is an 18-week journey to transform you and your organization, available now on our website and on Amazon.com. Thank you for listening and allowing us to add value to your day. 